0: What's up guys, welcome to Vitality Unleashed episode 9. I'm your host Dylan, this is my co-host Lauren, and today we're going to be discussing eating on the holidays and how to stick to your plan as well as you can. The holidays can be a stressful, busy time for a lot of people, and a lot of people also just use this time of the year to just get off track and get fat.
1: Yeah, I know that I used to stress about the holidays a lot, especially when I did not have such a good relationship with food. The holidays were a very, very stressful time because I did not think that I could enjoy any of that food. Also, if you hear some aggressive meowing, it is because our cat is starving himself out because we had to get him. Oh, my God, (laughs) he's insane. He's starving himself out because we had to get him this special food because he has a UTI, and he's just deciding not to eat. So he's just yelling all day, every day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He'll eat eventually. We should starve him out.
1: Yeah, so if you hear some obnoxious yelling, that is what is going on. But I lost my train of thought. What was I even talking about?
0: I'm just talking about eating on the holidays.
1: Yeah, it used to definitely be a stressful time because I did not think that I could actually enjoy the holidays and, you know, still be able to stay on track with my fitness goals. And that's not the truth at all. It does not have to make such a crazy, crazy difference if you are going about it right. But first, let's hop into a little overview of our past week. Dylan, what's new in our crazy
0: lives? Uh, I mean, it was a pretty boring week overall. We did get a lot of client renewals. Super happy about that. A lot of six-month coaching program renewals. And those people, when we have six months with you, like we can make such great progress. I always love when people are with us for the medium and long term.
1: Yeah, we're obviously we love working with people for the long term because, yeah, whatever a few months can get you some good fitness results. But you definitely see a lot more mental mental results when you're together for a longer time. You really build that connection, that relationship. So that's what we love. And we're super, super happy about it. But yeah, it's it's all around just been a crazy, crazy week. We have been working a shit ton this past weekend we didn't even do anything because we were just completely slammed and just overall super exhausted but it's a it's a good problem to have not complaining at all it's just been a crazy week um we have started waking up at 4 a.m now so that's new we were doing 5 a.m every day but now we're doing 4 a.m every day and honestly I feel fine it's not it's not really making a difference in my energy or anything
0: yeah, I felt completely, I'm so like out of it when I wake up in the morning, it could be 2 a.m., 6 a.m., exactly. I wouldn't know, I don't look at the clock, I just get up, walk outside, so I'm like, okay, time to start the day. Let's
1: exactly, go. first things first, we get the fuck straight outside, we're outside at like 4:05 every single morning, which is a little bit scary sometimes because we live in the city, but because, you know, the people, the other people who are out at 4 a.m. are not people that are waking up at 4 a.m. Yeah,
0: there are people who have not gone to sleep and probably will not go to sleep and probably have illegal things in their possession.
1: <laughs> yeah, but Dylan, what was your highlight of the week?
0: My highlight, hmm, what did we do this weekend? Nothing. Nothing. Oh, um, we did have a booth uh, oh, yeah. at an, an event uh, at a local apartment complex. They just had had like, local businesses. Come and so we just gave out free shit we gave out free healthy brownies and then we gave out a free macro guide all you had to do is give us your email we emailed that then for free just giving a bunch of free value to get our name out there locally that's what we did it was really fun and honestly like we just needed some social interaction that wasn't just between us two and so it's like great we're socializing a little bit getting to talk to people but at the same time it's still advancing our business because I think that's something we struggle with where it's like okay we can go out with people but then we're wasting two three hours of our day when we could be working working on our business and so this is like okay we have all these small conversations with a bunch of different people but it's still helping our business
1: yeah that was all right it was really exhausting, but. My highlight was probably just how many of my clients have renewed for another six to 12 months, which is super exciting, really committing to themselves for the long term because yeah, not only do I love working with these girls, but I'm just super proud of them for making that commitment to themselves because it's hard to make that long term commitment to yourself and that really just shows how bad they want it. So I'm super, super happy about it.
0: Absolutely. And also we have gotten a decent influx of especially bikini competitors recently as well and we're really happy to see that because we really want our competition which is weird because I'm like
1: fucking in the midst like deepest deepest and off season that I could be like I I assume that you know when I'm in contest prep posting more content like prep style content that's when I would think like a bigger influx of competitors will come in but I'm sure it will but right now yeah we're getting a influx of competitors and I love Love competitors because obviously they're typically, typically going to be the hardest working, most serious, you know, people. Obviously there are, I have many lifestyle clients that are just as serious as well. But majority, majority of the time that is the case.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And these competitors are also typically with you for the long term. We already said how much we love that. So definitely happy to get competitors.
1: Yeah. So into our first topic today, just overall eating eating over the holidays, we're filming this the day before Thanksgiving, tomorrow's Thanksgiving, but by the time we release this, it'll be a couple weeks, so we'll be in between Thanksgiving and Christmas, so this can apply, you know, for Christmas as well, because obviously Christmas, New Year's, all these other holidays, somehow there's like four holidays coming up, and, you know, food's a big part of them, so we just want to get into some tips and tricks that we have to best stay on track, best stay on your goals, In this holiday season, because stop fucking pushing it off. Starting in January is so. Oh my God! Just stop. Stop saying that.
0: Yeah, guys. The holidays. Let's just say you have Thanksgiving, Christmas, Christmas Eve.
1: Like yeah, stop pushing it back. New Year's Eve. Valentine's is coming up too. Let's do. Let's start in. Yeah, that's
0: that's four days out of the out of sixty in November and December like come on are you serious one out of every 15 days one day out of every two weeks is one of these holidays and you're saying you can't go hard for the rest of that time like you joking Like, yeah it's
1: it's just an excuse we all know that but we're gonna get more into that at the end but right now we just want to discuss over what you can do to best prepare and honestly My number one recommendation is for holidays like this, you have to go into them with expectations of what is going to happen. You have to go into Thanksgiving with the expectation of, oh, I'm going to indulge in this food, so the scale is going to be up for a few days. That is a given. That is going to happen. You need to expect that to happen so that you're not disappointed when it does happen.
0: Yes, and if you don't want to have to have the expectations that all the scale is going to go up, then that just means... You need to plan really well and stick to your plan, which we would never tell our clients they have to do for a holiday unless they're like in prep or something. But that's the reality where you do have to plan for how much you're gonna eat, what you're gonna eat to make sure that the expectations or the result from it is something you're okay with. Cause maybe you're okay with getting, putting on one or two pounds the next day, But you're not okay with putting on four to five, so you're like, okay, I need to limit these meals a little bit. That's all about you, where you're comfortable, but of course, the more you binge, the further you're going to get from your goals.
1: Yeah, exactly. And even if you're up four to five pounds the next day, it's not something to stress over. I promise you did not put on four pounds of body fat unless you literally ate 15,000 calories, and that would be very, very difficult, but it's definitely possible.
0: (laughs) I've
1: done it. Yeah, it's it's possible, but unless you eat 15,000 calories, you're not putting on actual pounds of body fat. You're just going to be retaining water, you guys. Your body's not used to most of these foods, and Thanksgiving food specifically is super, super high in sodium. And you're going to be holding on to water not only because of sodium, but just because your body's not used to digesting these foods. You're probably not eating these Thanksgiving foods on a daily basis, so... Yeah, it just, it's about going in with those expectations of what you're going to happen so that it does not mentally get to you as much.
0: Yeah, and if you want that weight to come off, do not continue eating the Thanksgiving food the next day. I know you may have leftovers. I know that pumpkin pie looks really good, but please, it's the one day, eat what you want for that day, get all your cravings out of the way, and then next day, Friday, get back on it.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's It's not even one day, I wouldn't say. Thanksgiving doesn't need to be an entire day of benching, you know? It's one meal. It's one social event. Don't let one meal turn into five days of eating whatever the fuck you want, you know? Take it as the one meal. It's a social event. That's the excuse. That's great. Be there. Be present with your family, but binge eating it's not going to make you feel good either you're going to feel like disgusting and being there with your friends and family you want to enjoy your time too and i promise if you have just completely stuffed your face stuffed your body you're going to feel pretty bad too and you're just going to feel super guilty so it's about keeping your future self in mind ask yourself how is this going to make me feel tomorrow and if the answer isn't you know it's going to serve me well then you need to be conscious of what you are doing obviously not saying you cannot enjoy the foods but thanksgiving foods you know there's turkey there's mashed potatoes these are healthy foods like you don't have to go crazy and there's always vegetables there's always green vegetables at thanksgiving so it's about starting with the healthy things and then you know taking a break letting yourself your hunger cues actually catch up before you start indulging in the sweets because sweets have a lot more calories in them
0: Yeah, if you're going to binge on something, binge on, like, turkey. Turkey, mashed
1: Um, potatoes, and green bean casserole. Like, you can't do too much damage there. It'd be hard.
0: Then you're going to be fine. You'll just be retaining a lot of water in the morning. No big deal.
1: Yeah, so what you should not do when you're preparing for either a holiday or just a food-focused event in general. What you should not do you should not starve yourself leading up to it. You should not starve yourself after it because this is just going to put you into a toxic, binging, Mm -hmm. and restricting cycle. You're not going to actually make up for anything. It's going to be counterproductive, and it's just going to fuck with you mentally. Don't starve yourself. It's completely cool to eat light, you know, leading up to it. Eat your protein, eat your vegetables, leave some space, leave some calories, but do not starve yourself leading up to it.
0: Yeah, don't starve yourself because you're just going to be even hungrier when you get there, and you're more likely to binge. What you really should do when it comes to eating prior is prioritize your protein more than anything else because realistically, unless you are eating a large amount of the turkey, you're going to be low on protein for your Thanksgiving dinner and protein is also the most satiating. So you can eat really light in calories, have plenty of calories left for Thanksgiving dinner where your surplus won't even get that crazy unless you go absolutely insane and you'll also get in your protein for the day.
1: Do not wake up in the cardi- in the morning and go do an hour of cardio, you guys. That is stupid. It's not going to make up for anything. And it's, again, just going to put you in that toxic headspace of every time you enjoy yourself eating food, you have to go do cardio to burn it off. You just need to get right back on your normal plan. You do not need to under-eat the next day. You do not need to starve yourself. Do hours of cardio the next day. You just need to let the day pass and get right back on your normal plan. This is the most effective way to do it.
0: Yeah, I would say like if your digestion is having problems, you could do extra cardio as in longer walks or something to help with your digestion but there's no reason you should be going and doing an hour of HIIT cardio or something excessive like that if you want to move a little bit more because you're like okay I just don't feel good my stomach's bothering me go just on an extra long walk yeah
1: definitely there's nothing wrong with walking and especially walking after the big meal like Mm -hmm. on Thanksgiving day that will definitely benefit you a lot just get everything digesting get everything moving properly it's the purpose of this walk is not to burn off a ton of calories the purpose of these longer walks post meal are to really help with your digestion which is a huge deal because obviously you're probably going to be experiencing some discomfort a little bit of bloating the next day again foods that your body's not used to with high amounts of dairy saturated fat all this type of stuff that can result in bloating a lot of the time so Going on these longer walks can definitely aid with your digestion.
0: Absolutely. Is there anything else people should do before or after Thanksgiving dinner to aid with that digestion?
1: Before or after? I mean, stay super hydrated. Before, after, during, stay super hydrated the entire time. You know, there's some supplements that can help with. Things like carb uptake. My favorite is berberine. B-E-R-B... How do you even spell it? Ber...
0: B-E-R... B E R I N E. Yeah, I think it's B E R B E R I N E.
1: Yeah, super weird word, but berberine um this is a great one that can help with your digestion, you know, any type of digestive enzymes, but these are not the things you really need to focus on. Um you know, all around just being present, trying to make the day the event about something other than food. Obviously Thanksgiving is a difficult one because, you know, It's a super food-focused holiday. But with other events, with Christmas and stuff, these holidays don't need to be completely focused around food. And, of course, in that country, in our country, that is just a huge thing. But we can focus on other things. Focus on the people that you're with. Focus on what you're grateful for. Focus on the events. Focus on the gifts. Whatever it might be, every holiday does not need to be extremely food-focused.
0: Yeah, certainly not. Like, that is something that definitely is bigger in the united states as well when it comes to being super food focused a lot of other cultures are more about family spending time with family doing playing like fucking whatever charades or whatever it may be it's family oriented where for us like we say it's family oriented but the family is just gathering around the table and just shoving their pie holes full of food like, exactly that's the reality
1: yeah and the one plate out of time rule this is a huge one always go for one plate at a time and your first plate should always have a good amount of protein and a good amount of vegetables because these are the two things that are going to fill you up the most actually satiate you and then not going straight from plate to plate don't go straight from meal to dessert you need to take a break in between allow your body to digest because those hunger cues aren't going to catch up for probably 20 to 30 minutes so taking that break allowing yourself to be like hey am i actually hungry or Am I just eating because I'm bored and my hunger cues haven't quite caught up yet?
0: Yeah, what you should do, you have your plate of food, and then you take a break, you drink some water, make sure you're hydrated, and who knows, if there's nothing going on, you go take a fucking walk with someone, take a walk, take your little cousin out for a walk with you after your meal, help your digestion, and then after you've done that, it's been 20, 30 minutes, see how you feel go from there that's the biggest recommendation i can make trust me you're going to be a lot fuller than you think you are because i am someone who i don't need plates plates aside i have the fork ready to go to go in my mouth as soon as i'm swallowing i'm putting the next piece in i'm going 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 so i'm definitely someone who's had to work on this myself
1: yeah absolutely he's super super bad about it so that's a role that i make him follow as well at big events like this because he will overeat and then feel absolutely sick so (laughs) it's something he definitely has to control himself
0: yeah i eat so fast that like in 10 minutes i can have like ten thousand calories down so it's like for me uh, i will definitely not be full until it is way too late
1: exactly exactly but another big topic topic over you know these events these holidays is alcohol. Should you be consuming alcohol? Is alcohol, you know, okay to have while trying to achieve some fitness goals? And really, it does just depend, you know, one, what kind of phase you're in. Two, if you struggle with gut issues, you know, outside of these holidays, if you struggle with a lot of bloating, gut issues, there's a lot of other factors that come into play here. But overall, if you want to consume alcohol, obviously that is completely up to you. But we just want to educate you on, you know, the side effects, what can happen when you are consuming alcohol if you don't consume it regularly.
0: Yeah, guys, alcohol is going to also aid in dehydrating you. So you're basically canceling out all of that water you're consuming. So it's not going to matter. I mean, you drink the water, you go on the walks, but if you're drinking and eating that Thanksgiving food at the same time, in the end, the alcohol and the Thanksgiving food are probably going to win out.
1: Yeah, it's just a combination of food that your body's not used to plus alcohol is typically a, you know, just...
0: You're you're pretty screwed.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it typically turns out as a disaster. But this being said, if you are going to just keep it minimal, use it as a social thing, have a drink, but don't take it to the next level, you know. It's, It's a fucking family dinner. You do not need to be fucking blackout wasted. So just be smart about it, but... Be aware of what's going to come along. You know, the main thing is that it will mess up your digestion. It can take up to a week for your body to fully recover digestive-wise when you are drinking a high amount of alcohol. So keeping that in mind because, again, these foods that you're consuming too are going to play a role in also impacting your digestion, your gut health. And you're probably just going to feel pretty icky and bloated. Your body's not going to be able to properly Digest things for a few days. So, again, about the setting expectations, you need to know what you're expecting if you are drinking this alcohol so that you're not caught off guard and super surprised.
0: Yeah, and I would say expect the worst because th- that's what could happen. So, I would say if you're gonna drink alcohol and eat this Thanksgiving food, binge on it, expect that hey, I might not be able to shit for the next five to seven days. And I'm going to look at myself in the mirror. I'm going to be bloated. I'm not going to be happy with how I look. And I'm going, to have, I'm going to have set myself back on my fitness goals. If you're okay with that, if you're okay with losing a week, two weeks of progress, cool. If you're not, then make sure you make the right decisions.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And of course, it is just empty calories. So the drinks that you are consuming are important too. You know, there's a difference between a sugar filled super iced margarita versus you know a skinny mark or a vodka soda or a seltzer there's always better options you know some of these drinks can come end up having 500 600 700 calories which is insane your drinks typically rule of thumb one drink should be around 100 calories that's on the low side just because alcohol in itself does have calories so even if it is just literally alcohol and water or alcohol and something zero calorie It's going to have calories because alcohol has 7 calories per gram, so that's always something that you need to take into account. Even though alcohol doesn't technically have macros like carbs, fat, and protein, it does kind of have its own subcategory that's just alcohol, obviously the worst macronutrient that does not provide you with any nutritional value it's poison, it is
0: actual poison
1: but yes it does have calories so just being aware of those empty calories especially if you are a macro tracker because it's not going to count towards your macros but it definitely does still count towards your calories so be aware of that be aware of your drink choices I would suggest things like Skinny Mark vodka soda, you know a light beer, a light seltzer a lot of, there's good amounts of wine that are pretty low-cal, sugar-free look for no added sugars, things like this
0: yeah absolutely guys please don't have the added sugar alcoholic beverages while you're there that, that's where i'm drawing the line that's where i'm like okay you're being egregious 110 percent like come on low calorie alcoholic beverages at least or what are you doing
1: yeah and of course it's just going to cause the general anxiety depression the next day and you're probably already not going to be feeling great about yourself you're going to lift up your shirt in the mirror's you're going to be super bloated. You're already probably not going to be in the best space mentally. And alcohol just in general, we all know the anxiety, what it feels like to be super hungover the next day, the anxiety that it causes. And it's just not going to make anything better. So if you want to drink a few drinks to enjoy that night, that is completely, completely cool. But you do need to come come in with the expectations and be aware of what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, I know. Like it sounds like, oh, they're so anti-alcohol. They're so anti-alcohol. I'm, I'll tell you, like, we Lauren will have an, an occasional drink. I would have an occasional drink where it's like, you know, half a glass of wine or something. Or for me, it's like a fifth of a glass of wine. So that's like we're okay with that. It is just about setting those expectations in moderation. Like, don't be egregious with it. If you're someone who you drink and you just, you can't stop, then that's, you shouldn't be fucking drinking. It's
1: in. there's always another underlying issue. It's, oh, but I just like to have fun. Don't, this is what multiple girls have told me. I just like to have fun. I just need it. My friends do it. So I have to do it. I'm like, come on. There's yeah. always an underlying issue. I'm like, oh, so you struggle with confidence you need to have that alcohol to be confident to be able to have fun they're like oh no 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 I'm like come on come on there's always an underlying issue why you feel the need to bench drink
0: yeah you need to drink alcohol to have fun like I see the people who are in a lot of times it's also like oh my friends do that my friends are going to judge me if you have fitness health goals and your friends are judging you because you don't want to drink alcohol alcohol, or you just don't want to get wasted you'll even drink some but you just don't want to get wasted and They're like what you're not going to get blacked out with us those are friends you shouldn't have those friends are not fun to hang out with because all they're doing is pushing you further away from your goals and making you a worse person
1: yeah and trust me it happens when you stop Even if you don't stop drinking, but you stop getting blackout drunk, people will stop inviting you to stuff because they're like, oh, either she's no fun or she's going to judge us. And I'm like, I don't give a shit what you guys are doing. This is just what I'm going to do. And if you want to stop inviting me because of that, then fuck you. You know, it's just, it's so weird in general.
0: Yeah, all of these, especially these girls, just feel so bad about themselves when you you start taking care of your health and they're so batty and fucking petty so much of the time, especially if you're still in the phase of your life where you are regularly going out and drinking, partying, wearing slutty outfits, you know, dressing up as a Playboy bunny for Halloween, those type of girls. Absolutely they're always like that.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't even just go for alcohol. Even if you just start treating yourself better, you know, eating better food, exercising, People will stop wanting to hang out with you because it makes them feel worse about their self. And I've been told this firsthand by people, oh, I don't want to hang out with this girl. She's so healthy and it makes me feel so guilty. It makes me feel so bad about myself. And I'm like, all right, well, then if you're feeling bad about this, there's clearly an underlying issue. Maybe you should start taking better care of yourself. It's kind of just common sense.
0: Yeah, you're like, I feel bad about myself and like, I know this is bad that I'm doing it, but I'm just going to keep doing it. That makes sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's no clearer version of self-sabotage. That is exactly what self-sabotage is.
0: Yeah. It's just you think you can't change or you don't want to change. Don't want to get uncomfortable. Don't want to change your routine. That's the biggest thing with people. It's always something fear-based where it's like, because anxiety is fear. Anxiety is fear-based 99% of the time. And that's what these people are experiencing. So you just have to figure out what they're scared of, whether it's judgment, whether it's change whatever it may be and that's why they keep doing these horrible habits
1: yeah so adding on to just the holidays in general obviously this time of the year is when a lot of people are thinking to themselves ah yes january is coming up it's finally time to start my fitness journey january that's when i start being healthy and they just use these last few months to treat their body like absolute trash even though they told themselves the same thing this last january they did it for a couple months and then they fell off. So now they have to restart the cycle all over again. They need to take advantage of these last couple months of the year to be a complete asshole because they quote unquote have to start being healthy in January, have to give up all the stuff they love starting January. So then they take advantage of these last couple months to really, really maximize the damage that they can do to their oh, body.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. It's usually this is the process. They start in January. They're doing pretty well. They're motivated. They lose 10 to 20 pounds. And then they plateau, they get frustrated, they go up and down a little bit, and then it gets to the holiday season and they fucking binge, and then they're back exactly where they started last January. Yeah, probably even worse, let's be real. A lot
1: of people, yeah. Guys, the holidays, as we said earlier in this episode, you can count it as three or four days, but let's be real, the holidays are two fucking days. Thanksgiving and Christmas. Maybe New Year's, you can count New Year's. Let's say three days, great. There's two, three months that people treat as quote unquote the holidays honestly the holidays start in like fucking October there's two three days that are actually important that you need to be able to enjoy yourself for that doesn't mean that you have to be off track for these entire two months guys that is ridiculous that is 60 70 80 days to be off track just because you want to enjoy these two Thanksgiving Christmas holidays guys this is the most bullshit excuse that I've ever fucking heard
0: yeah, our clients get one cheat meal a week. That's more often than these fucking holidays are. And you're saying, like, you can't achieve your fitness goals. You can't just stick to these one single day holidays. You would, if all you did was just eat bad and drink bad on holidays and you were perfect other than that, you would be one in phenomenal fucking shape. You would already have the physique of your dreams right now.
1: Yeah, and. You don't even have to be in a cutting phase over the holidays necessarily. You get to even more, even better take advantage of these months to go into a maintenance building phase, get your body primed, get your calories up, get your metabolism up, really take advantage of eating this food so that your body's in a better place to start that cut because then these people come out of these holidays of these bench or strict cycles, their metabolisms are going to be in a terrible place, and then they start that cut in January and they're not even able to lose that weight because. They didn't prime their body, so even if you don't want to start a cut over the holidays, it's important to take advantage of it to get your metabolism at a better place at least. And lift weights, put on some muscle, come
0: on. Oh yeah, there's. if you're not lifting to utilizing this food, you're doing it wrong. I tell you that right now, that should be the bare minimum that you're doing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And guys, you can still enjoy the foods you like on your fucking fitness journey, fitness journeys are not an all or nothing thing it's about developing lifestyle habits that you think you can stick to and when you are when you are trying to push it past the holidays you're putting this yourself in this all or you're putting yourself in this all or nothing mindset over the holidays oh i'm all in or all out and this is why people are not successful on their fitness journeys because of this all or nothing mindset because guess what? Next year, the exact same thing is going to happen. You're all in for a few months, then you're all out for a few months. You repeat, you repeat, and you get nowhere because of this mindset.
0: Yeah. You just need to be 80, 90% all in. And that other 10 to 20% is your holidays, your birthday, your occasional social, like work, social events, those things. You don't have to be all in. You just have to measure, okay, a majority of the time I'm good year round and then there's these certain days, certain events where I you know, have a cheat meal, have a couple of drinks, whatever it may be, and you're going to make great progress that way. Nobody, I don't know anybody myself who is just strict all year, 365 days. They always stick to their calories every single day. It doesn't happen. Your favorite fitness influencer, your favorite bodybuilder, I promise you they have cheat days. I promise you that they are not just eating chicken and rice every single day.
1: Yeah, the key to success in a long-term fitness journey is developing lifestyle habits that will work for you all the time. Throughout the entire fucking year, developing habits that you can stick to through the thick, through the thin, through the holidays, through the summer, through the winter. Habits that you can always stick to. This is what's the key to building a sustainable fitness journey, and this is why people can never sustain the goals that they do achieve because then they just fall into the, you know, old habits because they were doing way too of a restrictive approach or way too of a strict approach that they can't actually stick to for a long period of time. This is why so many people fail.
0: Oh yeah, it's crazy. My general rule of thumb when it comes to bad days versus days on track would be one bad day takes four perfect days to make up for it I've found on average now of course you could have a really really bad day and it takes longer but in general that's what you want to think of so I really try to string together at least eight good days before I would ever have one bad day so my recommendation would be something like two to three you know cheat meals cheat nights a month and that's going to keep you destroying your goals and still have these days where you can enjoy yourself and you know curb some cravings
1: yeah exactly 100 and even just on you know the busyness side of things a common excuse oh the holidays are so busy these are super busy months but especially if you're a student but even if you're not a student we all know you're getting some extra time off work these are probably the most free time that you're gonna have there's no better time than you know being out of school for two full weeks to get started on everything to get started on crushing your goals and you go back for the new semester and you already have these lifestyle, you know, habits built it's in college you get a month off sometimes this is the perfect And if you are working full time, we all know you're getting extra days off over these winter breaks. Yeah.
0: And on top of that, you're working full time. You work nine to five. It doesn't matter if it's fucking February or December. You're still working nine to five. What do you mean? You're extra busy. like Guys,
1: you're going to be busy your whole life. It's fucking life, especially in this fucking a a economy.
0: economy
1: economy economy you're gonna be busy no matter what you're gonna have to work you're gonna have to take care of your responsibilities people lie to themselves they put themselves under the idea that some magic points gonna come on in their life when they're i don't know if they think they're gonna have endless money they don't have to work anymore they don't have to take care of their responsibilities anymore you're always going to have these things there. It's about just fucking starting. There's never going to be a better time to start than now. That's point blank, simple. That is all that there is.
0: Oh, you but Lauren, I have a family to take care of. This is going to be a reality check for a lot of you guys. If you actually prioritize your family, you know, Your family is what's most important to you. You're going to prioritize your health. You're going to prioritize yourself because you want to be with them for a longer time. And not just that, you want them to live a longer time. You want your kids to live a longer time. And you're that role model. You're the person they're looking up to. So when you see all these families of generations and generations and generations of diabetes, laziness, depression, anxiety, you could be the one that breaks that from your family or you can be the one who continues it and continues to make fucking excuses.
1: Yeah, guys, people thinking that being in poor, poor health, poor fitness is super genetic. And while some of it can be a little bit genetic, some genetic pre, you know, exposures can make it a little bit harder. Sometimes it's, it's the lifestyle habits that you're taught since you were fucking one years old. Do you think your kids are not, you know, developing the same lifestyle habits that you have? It truly is your responsibility to lead by example. And you know, break that generational curse, break that, those habits that have been in your family for so many years, be the change that your family fucking needs.
0: Yeah, let me guess. Uh, you come from a poor family, you're poor now, and you always work your nine to five, work those grueling hours or whatever, you know, blue collar job you have. Then you get home, you crack open a six pack of beer, you watch your TV, you go to bed. And that's what you do every day. That, those are the poor lifestyle habits that are keeping you stuck there. Those, it's the exact same thing you saw your dad do. That's what it is. It's a cycle. It's a cycle, and it keeps happening. Or you can break it, and instead you can be like, fuck, Like after work, I'm still going to go to the gym, or I'm going to go work on this side hustle, whatever it may be, to get yourself free, to improve yourself, work on yourself, not like your parents who just, you know, oh, I'm tired. I worked 9 to 5, so I deserve to sit on my ass, and then have my dinner made for me, and then go to bed like that's, that's what you have to change.
1: Yeah. This, this hopefully is a reality check for those that need it. And if this fucking triggers you, then that probably means that you need to make a change. And sometimes it's hard to accept that, but if you ever need help, you know, you can always reach out to either one of us. This is definitely a shorter episode today. We covered everything that we wanted to cover, you know, short and sweet, but to the point. So all around just taking your health goals seriously 100% of the time because you deserve it. A lot of people, you know, convince themselves that they don't deserve to feel good. They don't deserve to, you know, achieve that body that they want. And this is where the self-sabotage comes in, especially over the holidays, telling yourself that you can't do it. You can't do it over the holidays. Not a good time. There's never a better time, you guys. It's about learning, learning the skills that it's going to take to actually achieve these long-term sustainable goals that you fucking deserve
0: absolutely and when we say you're 100% in your health that doesn't mean you don't enjoy the holidays you can enjoy the holidays but what you do because you care about your health you prepare and you make sure you're not a total glutton those are the big things you're responsible because you know hey i do have these health goals still so i don't want to be crazy maybe you only have a plate of food and a dessert or you only have two plates of food and dessert instead of when you used to have five plates and four desserts
1: exactly exactly 100 but overall just you know keep yourself in mind stop with the fucking self-sabotage don't push off your goals till the new year start now
0: Start now guys. You're gonna make so much progress. I mean, in two months in a month, two months with our clients, I mean you're typically losing something like 5 10 15 pounds. That could be progress you've made before January, or you can keep fucking sucking and being lazy.
1: Yeah, or you could be fifteen pounds heavier.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like a lot a lot of people will be.
1: Exactly. So make sure you drop us a follow on Instagram, team us if you ever have any or any questions we always respond to all of our dms and we're happy to help with anything my instagram is hickey h-i-c-k-e-y dot fit with two t's
0: and my Instagram is body bodybydylan, Dylan is spelled D-I-L-A-N. And make sure you guys leave us a five-star review. It helps out a lot. We really want this podcast to grow, be successful, so we can continue providing value for you guys. And hopefully, eventually, if this keeps doing well, keeps improving, go to two episodes a week, three episodes a week. We want to provide you guys as much value as possible. And we really genuinely do enjoy recording these.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in, guys. And we'll see you next week.
0: Peace.